or not i'm also recording it on an audio right yes so uh yes we were talking about history we were talking about social history we were talking about uh linguistic history right and we're talking about what happens when we are talking about studying all these things and we're talking about a time when nobody knows or nobody was there right which is interesting because we're talking about times when nobody nobody was there and we find that people are talking about all these times which are very much in the past we do that with indian history right we try to imagine what was there and what was not there on accounts that we have or we have written right or somebody else has written and what is interesting is we get into it and somehow we make something out of it right yeah and of course when we talk about the social history social history and linguistic history and cultural history and even ordinary history is not a political right i think uh, we have to go and read a important kind of literary theorist who is called uh, terry eagleton and eagleton is one of the people who tells you every transaction is a political transaction right i don't know if i've said this before but we will repeat a lot of these things so that slowly the ideas can get into our heads because i think uh, that is what we have to do as our students we have to learn a lot of ideas and especially uh, for all the people who think that english studies is about studying the english language well you study the english language eventually but you have to have enough of competence in the language because what we do in english departments is something else which you already know right yeah we're talking about people's history we're talking about uh, the society that they live in we're talking about the clothes that they wear we're talking about the climatic conditions right we're talking about all these kind of things which the uh, which are strange and different to many of us but it's important to talk about them right in a social history and the question is where did we get all this right if britain is today what it is when did it begin yeah and the human being unfortunately or fortunately tries to go and find out when did we begin right and i think at a small level right uh yes uh yes admit who oh, i have to admit people right fine okay uh, at a small level right we all would like to know who were the father who are the mother we all know about them but then the question is how were their children where did they live as children what did they eat as children that's something else that we might like to know right yeah so the quest of the past is something that's very important right and when did my family begin yeah these are things that most of us as human beings are interested in and that's why a social history is important right so i think uh, this is something else that we have to know that we are talking about and we are talking about social histories right yeah or you might want to know what religion was followed 2000 years ago or 3000 years ago okay and maybe some people have a record and some people don't right yeah and then you would go and talk about a social history you'll talk about a migratory history right you'll talk about when did people migrate and that's how our history book is written right so we're talking about the jutes the angles the saxons and all those kind of people right and we're talking about how they are have slowly come into the system right yeah and slowly what happens to them is they uh, kind of get in right and what they do is they kind of settle down they live with others some settle down some go away some die okay 
some get their cultural impact and come in, right? Now that's the history of almost all people all over the world, right? Uh, if you look at India and we look at the history, of course I'm not fighting with all those people who believe that we are great in the past and great in the future and great every time and great everywhere because we are not, right? And when that comes to a realization, then people get very upset, right? But when we talk about a history, we are talking about what happens uh, to our histories, right? Yeah, what happens to our origin, okay? A lot of histories are written in this manner where we're talking about the origin of a place, the origin of a city, right? Like you might want to know when was the origin of Baroda, right? When is the first mention that you find of Baroda, right? Or when you would find the, the first mention of the word called Hindu or the word called Muslim, right? Or the word called Christian, right? Now these are questions that are very interesting and very important for anybody who studies history, right? Yeah, of course, the idea is, uh, can we actually find out what was the origin of Britain? Yeah, we have sources and that's why we go and study history, right? So you might have linguistic elements, right, which tell you that your language is similar to somebody else's language and then you might look for that. Like for instance, you find a lot of, uh, yeah, somebody's asking me, they're talking about starting with the social history. Yes, I'm starting with the social history. Uh, Bhavya Malik, right, that's the person. Right? So the question is, why are we talking about this is important, right? We're not just, when you're talking about social history, we have to talk about all the problems that we have with social history. I'm answering your question, right? Yeah? So I think uh, when you ask a question, uh, we have to talk about all that and you can, yeah? Right? Yeah. So uh, if you want, uh, if you want to ask a question, you can please, you can uh, get your uh, speaker and you can talk about it, right? Because we have to confront this idea of what is a social history, yeah? What is history? What is a social history? How is a history written? Okay, all these questions are important questions that we have to ask, right? Yeah, and it's not that I'm not talking about it at all, right? But we have to be introduced to it because uh, first of all, it's not our subject, right? As literature people, right, we have to study history and most literature people will wonder, why do we have to study history? Yeah? And this is a new thing. Not only new for us, okay? But uh, new for everybody, right? Because when we're talking about a history, okay, we have to talk about, uh, this is something that's new in the world, right? And unfortunately or fortunately, we've been condemned to this kind of understanding of ourselves, right? And we do not have a historical sense. That's what a literature person, okay, a literary critic and a poet and a dramatist called T.S. Eliot says, right? So when we talk about our history, right, what is our history, where does the history come from, okay, or what happens to us, or what is the linguistic history, right? Yeah, so you get, first of all, when we talk about a linguistic history, we're also talking about a linguistic geography. Right? So I don't know if you have seen all those kind of maps. Unfortunately, I don't, I didn't know that I would be given this course. Otherwise, one, the second thing is the lockdown happened and even if I was told that I had to do this course uh, right in March, I would not be able to go and get my books. Right? Maybe I could have got them from the library. Yeah? But you might like to look at David Crystal, right? Because he gives you a linguistic map of the uh, of Britain, right? And there are other maps which tell you when the language, when the phonemes change, when the grammar changes, right? Yeah. So all those kind of things are important. And when we are talking about a social, a cultural and a linguistic history, right? Linguistics is not something that is not in the part of, so, uh, not a part of social history, right? And I like your question because when we talk about history, we have to also talk about something that we call geography, right? And when we're talking about the British Isles, 
and we're talking about the history of Britain, we're talking about something called politics and a political division which we think about, right, when we talk about a history, right? Yeah, so when did the British Isles get an independent status, okay? When did people think that we must conquer this place, right? Now what happens that kind, to that kind of history, right? Who are the people who say that, listen, this is our land and you are an outsider, right? Yeah, so is that something that happens, right? So that's again another part, a very important part of what happens in history when we talk about wars, right? Where do these people come from, right? That's the way our history of the social history of Britain begins. Where do you come from, right? If you talk about the history of India, right, or the ancient history of India, you talk about what were the kind of people who stayed here before the coming of the Aryans, right? Yeah? Okay, so you have all that, right? And did they come before or did they not come before? And there's a lot of controversy about that, right? Yeah, because we've, we're supposed to be an old culture, right? And suddenly we've got this new discipline called history, right? And how do we fit into this new discipline called history, right? Because what is important in this kind of a discipline called history is we're talking about time, yeah? And we're talking about modern time, right? Which is extremely important for us, right? So we're talking about time, we're talking about space, we're talking about geography, and geography is equally important, yeah? To uh, the idea of studying history, right? Uh, of course, uh, my mother was a history and an English teacher or oh, specialized in that and never taught, right? Yeah, and uh, what is important is when we're talking about uh, the idea of history, right? We're actually saying that, look, we have to talk about the geography, right? There was, or maybe, I don't know if you can find it, there was a very interesting program that used to be there on the BBC, right? And I'm saying this very deliberately, right? Because this was called the map room, right? The map room. And the map room was very important because you're talking about a map and you're talking about places on the map which do not exist on the ground, right? So the, when the map was written, this place was marked out and you have a map which says this, right? And I, I'm saying all this because you slowly study a lot of novels which give you a map, right? So the idea of history and geography are how we come into the modern world. Unfortunately, through the co colonialist or whatever it is, right? That's a different issue, right? It's as unfortunate as discovering Britain. Otherwise, maybe they were, might have been happy if the Romans hadn't gone there, right? Yeah, so we have to talk about how do we study uh, social history and without a map and without history and a geography, right? Uh, we are not in the modern world, right? I think that's important because we're talking about history and a social history, right? And a social history is not uh, without politics. We must remember that when we talk about a history, right? Uh, we, we are also talking about the whole idea of the politics of being, right? So we are talking about a history uh, uh, and we're talking about this whole idea of saying that this is true about my history and this is not true about my history, right? Yeah, and we started the lecture by talking about our own personal histories, right? Now, when we're talking about the social history of Britain, uh, we are talking about prejudice, which also gets written into our histories, right? And that's why when we talk about a social history, what is a social history? How much of prejudice is there? Right? Like you might have heard of an expression which says the Irish are unreliable. Right? Yeah. And I find that very strange and funny because when I went to the UK, uh, my cousin's wife said, well, the Irish, they are unreliable. Right? And uh, if you see Braveheart or if some of you have seen the movie Braveheart, right? You have long chance. That's Henry the second. No, Henry the second. It's... Uh, uh, Edward II, yeah, Edward the first maybe, yeah, right, who says, well, the Irish, they are unreliable, 
right? Yeah. So uh, Edward the First, right? Yeah. So what happens over there, right? So you get a prejudice which continues, right? Now in our own country we have something called Dalit histories, right? And we have something called women's histories, right? And the problem with all the idea of an old history like Trevelyan's history is that it's male-centric, okay? It's written at a time when we have uh, the imperial status of Britain, right? Yeah, which I don't know if they've recovered from, maybe they have, right? Because things have moved fast in the last 20 years, right? And we're talking about histories which are written at different points of time, right? Now you have histories which are 10 years old, histories which are 100 years old, histories which are 1000 years old, right? And the question is, are we looking at space and time, right? Now if a history studies one family in 1000 years, what kind of a history is that, right? Yeah, and many of us will say that's not a history at all, right? But there is a French school of writers called the Annal School, right, who actually do this kind of study, right? You have in, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know uh, the details about China, but they also have some kind of written record which goes back to 3000 years. But the Egyptians have a thousand year documentation of the Nile, yeah? The flooding of the Nile, Nile, the Nile is a river that flows through Egypt, right? So they have thousand years of saying when did the Nile flood, how did the Nile flood, all that kind of thing, yeah? Now how many cultures have records of that kind of thing, right? Would I call it a history? Yeah, would we call it a history? It's a record, it's documented, right? It's not quite a history, right? And when we think about it, you'll begin to say, well, what is history? And that's a question that we need to ask, right? Yeah, so I think uh, what you have to do is, we have to talk about, is this a history? Is this not a history? All those kind of interesting elements which come up, right? And we're confronted with different kinds of history, right? Uh, I'm doing this uh, and it's important to do this, okay, otherwise we just be getting in the text and say this is what the text talks about and we won't have the idea of what is history, right? So I think uh, that's why all these introductions might be, it's irritating for you, right? But the idea is we have to know what is history and the question is why are we as literature students studying a social history, right? And why do we need to study a social history, right? Now these are the questions that we need to ask and we have to ask more questions all the time, yeah? It's not because somebody gives you texts and we say, well, study these texts. Why do we have to study them, yeah? Why do we have to study an old man like Chaucer, right? Whose English nobody speaks. Or Shakespeare, whose English nobody speaks in England. Maybe they do in Eng India or some they quote Shakespeare and they read Shakespeare much more in India than in Britain maybe, right? Yeah, and some of us have them Shakespeare in school. I, I had Shakespeare in school, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, so all those kinds of things are very troubling. I don't know about you, right? But we did have portions of Shakespeare which were important for us in school, right? Yeah, and do we do this or do we not do Shakespeare? How does Shakespeare become so important? Now that's a historical question a political question, yeah? So we are looking at all those kind of things and a literary question, right? Yeah? So when we're talking about a social history or we're talking about literature at all, we have to keep asking questions, right? And if you don't ask questions, that means you're a dead person, yeah? As human beings, we all are curious about things and we are curious as students, okay, about why do we have to study this? Right? And why do we have to study the history of Britain? Right? Of course, my sympathies are with all the people who think that English departments are meant to teach a language. Yeah? They're not meant to teach a language, or maybe they are, but they expect that you already know a good enough English uh, and are able to read English. At least that's the premise, or that was the premise some years ago, right? Because 
in MS University, nobody would be allowed into the English department, even in the second year, unless one had a certain percentage of marks, right? Yeah, because the understanding is, if we do not have linguistic, uh, a, a linguistic understanding of the language, and we can't read text on our own, right? Then we can't do any kind of literature work, right? Uh, of course, uh, everything doesn't operate. This is a very ideal kind of understanding, yeah? And most people do not know English, right? And still think that English is uh, actually taught to us, okay? And all these things are useless, right? So you'll get many of your classmates and many of your teachers also who might think that, well, history teaching is useless. Why do we have to study the history, right? And why do we have to study a social history of Britain, right? And this is a question that you'll be asked again and again because you'll talk about the history of the novel, the history of poetry, the history of drama, right? Uh, besides the social history, right? And besides the political history, right? Uh, so all these things are histories that we have to study. And actually, the word study is important, right? Because study is not something which is natural, right? And we must remember that when we talk about study, we're talking about artificial methods to teach us what we want, we're supposed to learn, right? So if all these things are clear to us, right, they're not going to be clear because the, our understandings of history also change, right? It's not the idea that this is history and history is not going to change. You might come up with a new understanding of history by something that you find, right? Yeah, and you might come up with their understanding of say, well, all of India was Shinto, maybe uh, before Buddha and Buddha, okay? You might come up with some strange religion and say, well, all of India was all this and all this religion has disappeared, right? Yeah, so you might find some evidence and archeologists and all might kind try to do that, right? Like, but, and I'm talking for the person who asked me about uh, coming to the text, right? What about this place called Stonehenge, right? They're still doing a lot of archeological work and trying to find out what went on in Stonehenge because that's prehistory, right? So the idea of prehistory is before history, right? And the, the cutoff date for before history is, uh, at least history begins when you have uh, this man called Julius Caesar going to England. And that's what is widely believed as true, right? Yeah, so you have, before the coming of the Romans, you have, uh, uh, before Claudius, you have uh, Julius Caesar going there and before him was what you call prehistory, right? Now is that a blank? Yeah? Like for instance, Indian history perhaps begins, perhaps begins with the coming of the Aryans, right? Okay? Or that's the myth that we believe. Many people will say, the linguist will say, no Aryans came to India, some Hittite speaking people came to India. Some of you might be linguistic students, right? You can read this. This is what Charles Hockett says, right? Yeah. So the question of whether they were Aryan by race or Aryan in language, all these things become question, right? Yeah. Because the whole idea of what is Aryan? What is this? When did they come? How did they come? How many centuries did they take to come? All these questions become important. Okay. And I'm doing this because uh, we, are, we are trying to study a history of a foreign country, right? Yeah. And we are also talking about a history of a country at one point of time which was a, an imperial power and which was a colonizing nation, right? Which colonized us, right? So we are talking about history from a point of view of a historian who is not uh, among us, right? Of one of us, right? but is talking about their own history and is trying to deal with this idea of where did Britain originate? Where did Britain begin? Right? Yeah. And that's a very troubling thing even now. Right? Yeah. So we know about certain things and we don't know about a lot of things. And that's uh, what is interesting about studying social histories, political histories, geographical histories, yeah, and any kind of history that we're actually getting into, right, I think what is important and very, very important is we come to know that we know very little, right? 
we actually come to know when we are taking up this history that we don't know very much about culture, right? And even the British would not know about their own culture, right? Personal experience, of course. I'm sorry for being personal, getting into a personal experience. But when I went to Britain, I found that hardly anybody knew history, right? Yeah, and it's only one person I met in Canterbury, right? And I was walking with him down from the station, right? And what was interesting is this person actually had worked in India. I said, how is it that you know your history so well, right? Your British history so well, right? And he actually says, well, uh, I was in uh, India, right? And I worked in Dum Dum, right? And that's the kind of thing that you have, right? So when we're talking about a history, who studies the history of your own country and your own people, yeah? So that's a question that we have to ask, right? And why is history important? And why is the social history important? Yeah? Now somebody might write a history and then somebody else might want to correct it, right? Like for instance, uh, you have a man called Sharad Patel, Sharad Patel, right? I think it's that's uh, sorry for mispronouncing it, right? Who writes the uh, the Dasa uh, Sudra slavery uh, history of India, right? Yeah, so he's talking about a different kind of history which is not a standard history and nobody reads it uh, or only the people who are really interested in history would read that kind of history, right? Now, when we are studying this history, why are we studying this as literature students, right? First of all, we are studying about another land, another place, another time, right? And this is not written for us, yeah? It's written for the English people to understand themselves, right? Uh, that's perhaps one of the reasons. And it's also to say that, well, we come from here and now we are the most important people in uh, the world, right? Uh, that would be largely what the colonialist or the imperialist British would think about. And that's the political angle uh, which we cannot forget, right? Yeah? So when we are talking about the idea of imperialists talking about themselves, how do they write? And what kind of social history do they write? Right? Yeah? And uh, how do they write about themselves? Right? Uh, what happens to us in India is we hardly know ourselves. And that's what many people uh, think about us. Right? And we are constantly reconstructing notions of ourselves from other people. Right? Other histories other accounts, right? Like we have the accounts of Hun Sen and Fahin and all those kind of people, right? And of course, our first kind of history is by a man called Al-Biruni, right? And uh, it's not really a history. I don't think people who call it a history is a kind of a record, right? So the question that uh, we have to be aware of is, we're talking about a record, right? And does a record mean the history? Right? So records are important, data are important, keeping your data is very important and this is a new kind of thing that we have come to learn after we come into contact with the West. Right? Yeah, so I think that's important. Right? And when we talk about the history of uh, the Roman Empire, which we already did long ago, just remember that one of the things that happen happens over there is a census when you're taking account of how many people you have. 2,000 years ago, you have records of that in the Bible and you have also probably other uh, physical records of all that, right? Yeah, so uh, we are talking about what happens to a history, right? What happens to a record? What does it do to a consciousness of a people, right? And that's where it comes in, right? How is this idea of a British consciousness formed and that's why we are studying the history, right? So the idea is to get the local people or the British people to actually look at themselves and say, well, this is where I was, this is how I'm formed, this is what I am, right? Yeah, and this is what I am and this is where I'm going and where I'm, what we are becoming or what we have become. And you go back and think about the past and say, well, these are things that are missing and these are things that are there, right? Yeah, so 
uh, when we're talking about what exactly happens and there are very different kinds of views about what histories are, right? Like for instance, if you talk about yourself as a Hindu to somebody uh, 2000 years ago, or even 800 years ago, they might say, well, what's that, right? Yeah, and uh, all those things are big debates because nobody defined themselves as Hindu or Muslim or anything of that sort, right? Yeah, so uh, these are very huge kinds of problems, right? And then the question is, when did the British call themselves British, right? Or do they call themselves English, right? We knew them as English, okay? And of course, what's interesting and troubling is they're not one people. You have the Welsh, you have the Scottish, you have the Irish, and you have the English, right? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, am I right? Welsh, Scottish, Irish, English. Yeah. That, those are four different kinds of people. Maybe all of them are uh, Celtic in origin, right? Yeah? Or, and we have not, no culture is pure and no people are pure, right? Yeah, I think that's something else that we have to think about. And no language is an original language, right? That's what we learn from history, right? And when we learn, when we look at history, we actually say that no language is original, right? Yeah, so you say, well, Sanskrit is the original language. No, not true, right? Where does Sanskrit come from, right? And you find Sanskrit, Greek, and Latin coming from one language. And I think we talked about that. And that's a language called Basque. Today, many people think that is Basque. Maybe they're not right. Maybe they're right. right. Uh, the actual linguistic evidence is lost, right? So where was the mother language? How do these languages look so similar? How do they have so many words together, right? So those are questions that we have in linguistics, right? And when we're talking about the social history of Britain, right, we're also talking about how did they live? What was the family structure? Did they have a family structure, right? And one of the things that we need to look at is uh, we are talking about tribes, we're talking about the history in as much as histories change, okay, Politi politics changes history, conquest change history, all these things are in your history that we are talking about, right? Yeah, so what happens with the Roman influence on the English or on the English, the Wales or the British by and large? Yeah, why do they call themselves British? When do they call themselves British? These are questions that we are asking, right? Yeah, what happens to the landscape and how does the landscape change? That's a huge uh, bit that we have to talk about, right? Because when you talk about Shakespeare's day, there was something called bear baiting, right? And that's about 500 years ago, right? Yeah, so you got bears, you got foxes, you still have foxes perhaps, right? And you, you still have what you call forests. Now I don't know what forest you have in Britain or have they cut all that down, right? Yeah, so we have to think about what was the landscape? How did the landscape change? What happened to the rivers? And Trevelyan and other historians will tell you about how the English have these narrow and deep rivers. Yeah, except for the Thames, I don't know whether they have really big rivers, right? Yeah, uh, the Thames is something that we know about, but uh, the seven, uh, yeah, so uh, some of the rivers might be big, but they're not as big as Indian rivers, right? Yeah, and uh, they go very deep, right? Which many of our rivers may not be, right? Except the ones that come uh, from the north, right? Uh, in North India, right? Because of... Uh, freezing and uh, getting hot, right? Yeah, so the freeze temperature gives you this kind of deep rivers. You'll find a river that is so small, right? It lo almost looks like a stream, or you might call it a nalla, right? Yeah, but you'll find that it's very deep, right? So that's something else that happens, and that's because of climatic conditions, right? So when we're talking about the social history, uh, we also have to talk about what people wore what were, the, what were the climatic conditions, right? Today we know that climate has changed, right? We know that the temperatures of the world have gone up, right? All those kinds of things are very important for us. And when we're talking about a social history, 
we are talking about why do people wear the clothes they wear why do they eat the food they eat right so they have to eat meat they have to eat all these uh, foods that they get locally right and of course uh, they might ex import them like for instance we didn't know what were tomatoes chilies potatoes all these things have come because of colonialism from latin america and spread all over the world right yeah so i think we need to keep all these things in mind when we are talking about what is called uh, uh, what is called a social history right we have to also think about who is ruling right the idea of the politics is important because politics as we know changes policies right politics is important because of policy changes right and policy changes are important because they affect the life of people right till the bottom rung right yeah uh, educational policies as you know like for instance the very thing that we are doing just now somebody has decided at some higher level that we are supposed to use microsoft teams right and of course i don't like to do that right but i i don't have a choice because uh, this is something that has come from the university right yeah and of course we have a lot of reasons for not using it right like for instance there are a lot of people who think that well this is a way of surveillance right students have kept telling me that i don't want to use it i don't want to come onto uh, microsoft teams because it's a kind of surveillance that is being done on us right and we would like to be free and in a classroom we are free right so that's uh, something that happens right and this whole idea of uh, also the economic factor comes up in very many ways and many people say and that's what i'm reading in the newspaper that a lot of people are committing suicide a lot of young people are committing suicide because they don't have smartphones and they can't join classes which are online and some of the other the policy decision is uh, quite skewed right because they don't take into account all the people they assume that everybody is rich enough to afford a smartphone to come to school right yeah so that's a huge uh, assumption that is made right and a false assumption and i think that has to be looked at right so the whole idea of the digital divide which we are talking about today right yeah is a question of a policy decision right and a flawed policy decision right and of course uh what happens when people commit suicide right at least then perhaps uh the the policy makers might have to think about all these things right yeah and uh so that's a very important thing why do we have to study history right what happens to policies right one another thing is what happens to uh fashion right when we talking about a social history we are also talking about fashion right yeah is it fashionable for everybody to have a mobile phone today right and why does it become fashionable right yeah and what happens to fashion right and we also have to talk about classes of society besides tribes we have to talk about in which class is this fashionable yeah and of course in india you have to talk about which caste this is this fashionable okay or are these people adivasis and is it fashionable in their kind of communities or in which kind of community is it fashionable right so all those kind of breakdowns take place and we're talking about different kinds of people when we are talking about what we call uh, the idea of social history right now uh, when we talking about social history right uh, we are also saying that look when we are talking about music we are talking about uh, food we are talking about uh, social gatherings okay which are not may not be political okay they just may be a part some kind of a party right yeah and we are talking about even if you look at gujarat and you look at what happens to the garba right yeah so many people will tell you before 1980 there was no commercialization of the garba right so how does society change history is about how do we look at change how do we see what has changed and how it has changed and all we know that everything is changing right so when we talk about the changes that we have in society how do societies change right and when we talk about britain and we talking about the social history of britain 
right how does food change how does clothing change yeah what happens with a new regime which comes in whether it's the french or the romans or the angles or the saxons what happens when we get a different kind of a ruler to rule over us right what happens when a democracy comes to england uh, as we know technically the english are not uh, uh, are not a, a democracy they are what you call a monarchy but in practice they are in society they are a democracy right yeah and that goes back to uh, the 12th century uh, yeah uh, 11th yeah 12th 12th century if i'm not wrong yeah the battle of runnymede right yeah it goes back there right when you have the magna carta right and what is important over there is after that you have what you call a political democracy and social democracy right so when we are talking about the social history of britain we are talking about the feudal age we are talking about moving away from feudalism to a democratic system moving away from a feudal system to a capitalistic system right so all these kind of changes are large changes right and we also look at small changes right because when we talk about history right uh, we are talking about a huge change which affects everybody right like for instance demonetization affects the whole of india right yeah the corona virus has affected the whole of the world right now what happens and how do different people respond to that that's what our history is recording yeah and our history is telling us that these people behaved in this way these people behaved in this way these people okay so all the different responses of different people or the people affected and why they were affected or not affected right like for instance we begin to wonder why people are not dying in india some people say bcg right yeah otherwise you have a lot of people who are dying all over the place right yeah and many many people are dying uh, in larger numbers than in india or have died already right but we don't see all that happening in india or as much as it's uh, in other parts of the world right now why is that so right now that's something important the data is important to know how many people died how many people were affected by the virus okay all those kind of things are important right so we are talking about quantity and we are talking about the quality of life when we are talking about a social history right okay so so many people wore shirts right that's a very important historical figure right okay or like for instance when we talk about addison and steel who you'll read in your prose right and that's at a much later date in the uh, 18th century right uh, that's when you have only about 200 copies printed and 200 people read the newspaper right in england right or at least if it's not 200 you have 10 people reading one paper so maybe 2000 people read a paper right yeah so that's an important statistic right uh, we are not dealing with statistics per se in, in studying english literature but when we study a social history statistics also are important right like for instance how many people uh, die in india because of dowry deaths a minute right how many people commit suicide because of dowry deaths a minute right all those kind of questions are important statistics right yeah so that's something else that we have been we have to understand when we're talking about a social history right and uh, i'm sorry i have to uh, give you all this background because uh, when we are actually confronting the history or we are confronting an english text okay that is a novel or a poem or a short story or a play right yeah the question is do we know what is behind all that okay and how do we read all these things right now if i know the social history of britain when i study chaucer right i will study about how society operated at that time yeah the whole idea of latin okay what was religion at that point of time what was the status of people right because chaucer's canterbury tales is giving you a kind of social uh, depiction of people right and probably in chaucer's time 
he didn't have a social history otherwise uh, and he didn't have uh, anything to read from a social history right yeah he's actually looking at persian texts he's looking at other texts which have a long tradition which are already established right yeah and he is writing this kind of satire okay which is about local people right and the idea also somewhere comes up that the english are a jolly set of people right and whether that's true or not okay they have this idea of fun they have this idea of nonsense verse they have their own kind of jokes right and that's uh, talked about as a character of the people right now whether it's true or not uh, what happens when you write that down in the history and when that becomes a kind of a way of operation those are two different things that happen right the uh, to make it simpler if i read about myself and say well i'm a very warlike person right i come from a culture and we've all been warlike for hundreds of centuries right yeah so then how does that make me who i am that's important yeah the one is the policy and the policy changes me as i go along right if a policy says that anybody can change from science to arts to commerce whenever they like right yeah that will create a different kind of student right yeah and if a policy says well once you say you want to do arts you have to do so many languages compulsorily right yeah okay that's a different kind of educational policy so what happens when i have a policy of that kind right when i say well you just study so many languages and some places they make you do that if you do a music course in the united states you just study spanish you just study french you just study latin you just study german at least four languages right and perhaps english right yeah uh, so that's something else that you might like to look at right you're doing a music course but why do you have to study languages right and that's something that maybe troubles you right uh and you go back and you say well uh you have to the different composers in different languages right and you have to know how to pronounce and articulate the words if you want to sing right so that's why you have to keep uh learning all those languages right uh so when we're talking about why do we have to study all these things right why do we have to study a social history of something as far back uh as britain right because now it's not an empire anymore right it doesn't have all the political clout that it had uh maybe uh 70 years or 80 years ago right yeah and we begin to wonder why do we have to study it and it's important that we ask these questions why do we have to do this right and the minute we don't ask all these questions and just do it right like we're doing uh yeah so we, i think a lot of people had a lot of questions about why do we have to do all these digital platforms and why do we have to get on moodle and noodle and all those kind of uh things okay do we really need to do all these things or do we not really need to do all these things right so all these issues are uh issues which are concerned with policy but the policy is makers who we are that's important right yeah and when you have a policy for a long stretch of time right like 2000 years 3000 years you have a policy which is a current other social policy right like for instance one of the the good examples is uh, you have a lot of sexual uh, uh, restrictions among the jews right and that's more than 2000 years old right yeah so when so what happens to that okay and when you talk about a culture which is sexually free right or or sexually uh, like the romans right you have the the roman sexual orgies which were mass and in culture right yeah it was mass and it had many people in it right yeah and uh, they didn't have a lot of problems that the uh, the jews had right yeah so the whole idea of differences over there and what happens when one of these cultures actually goes and conquers another culture when conquests were possible right yeah so what happens for instance if the chinese walk in tomorrow as they have done in tibet right what happens to my culture what happens to my society right and you get a different people with a different kind of policy right yeah which 
is good for them but not good for me right and they come in with a policy and of course i have the unfortunate uh, uh, position as a subject right yeah whether it's of my own government right the government that i've elected or a foreign government right what happens to me what happens to my language right what happens to my culture what happens to my society right like for instance again talking about india and talking about gujarat when the british came uh, the tribes of gujarat uh, had a lot of liquor drinking right they used to brew their own liquor right yeah from the mawa tree and all those kind of things yeah or the 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 flowers etc and some of them still do right but the british imposed this kind of prohibition on a local liquor right and that creates a social and a cultural problem on the people of uh, gujarat the tribes of gujarat because they couldn't afford to pay all those taxes first of all they didn't have all this money all that money right that's a problem right and that's a very serious social issue that they have so they actually go and take a, a, a pledge not to drink liquor right yeah so that's a, an important thing what happens when you say the beef should not be eaten in india right yeah and when people uh, actually eat beef in different kinds of in different parts of the country right uh, and across religions right so that's a policy change which affects you and me and everybody else and uh, when you study a social history you come to know all these policies and what happens to people right yeah so the idea of uh yeah when you a big kind of thing that happened in britain is a man called oliver cromwell and that's in the 18th century much later than the age that we are talking about right when he imposes a ban on the theater and the ban on the pub right uh society actually suffers very bad right it's like saying in goa don't eat beef don't eat pork don't drink right if you know about the culture of goa and that's why goa is goa you take that away and what happens is it won't be goa anymore it'll be just like any other part of india and there won't be any attraction to go into goa right yeah so the question is when we talk talk about a social history we are actually talking about how does a social history tell us about the culture tell us about society and why do i have to study it as a literature student because i'm actually dealing with culture right i'm actually dealing with history of the people and we are talking about text which are written keeping in mind the local people right yeah uh, i think uh, we can conclude with that because it's almost time right and uh, thank you very much for coming and we meet again tomorrow and for all the people uh, who are not there i've recorded this on anchor and i'll try to make it available to you right thank you